welcome back for our second Meet the Clubman. Um, we're with Jamie Finlinson, aka Finney, and I'm Joe Barnes, that bang average cricketer from around town. Um, so, Jamie, welcome. Hello. Good evening, Joe. And you are one of our newer players. You've been with us for three years. So how, how did you stumble across Southend Cricket Club? I suppose I lay all thanks and therefore blame with um, Alan Del Monte. Um, he's probably the man who's responsible for it all. Long story short, I played for a friend um, in a charity match uh, maybe about four years ago, because uh, I think they were short, simple as that, really. Met a friend from the football, uh, and he said, can, any, can anyone bowl? I said, well, I used to at school 35 years ago. So I bowled and did all right. Surprised myself I actually could still move. Um, and then did another charity match not long after. Uh, Del, Del Monte was playing on the same one and he sort of said, well, you, whatever you've got, you still got it a bit. Um, you should consider playing a bit more regularly, which I never thought about for a good 35 years or so, I suppose. Um, and I said, well, who, who, would, who, would, who would want me? Who would take me? You know, so I know just the man, actually, um, and just the club. So he said, uh, give this bloke a call. Um, I'll tee him up that you're, uh, you can try to play cricket. And hence, I spoke to Dave Enderby, um, how I suspect a lot of people's uh, careers start. And he said, yeah, turn up at the garrison. Thank you. I think it's the garrison um, on a, uh, a fairly wet late May afternoon. And that was it, really, from there. And, and I have to say it was, without getting too romantic about it, 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 was, it, was, a game, it was a real life changer. You know, I, I think I'd been in my, you know, a nice group of, great group of friends um, from school, work, everything, pub, uh, for years and years. And I just sort of suddenly find myself within minutes, really, sort of welcome into this group of ne'er-do-wells, um, playing a game that I loved, that I thought I couldn't play anymore. Uh, and the rest is sort of um, history, really. You were saying that you, you played a bit at school, but you haven't played for 35 years. What, what was it like returning back to the cricket pitch after work time? Because we, so we, we think regular players kind of, they get to the end of the season, they get to September, they get asked to play maybe a post-season friendly in October. Yeah. They get round, they get in the nets, they're really excited, but then they get to April and they're like, oh, do I want to play again? All aches and pains. So what was it like after a 35-year layoff? I'd, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous, especially when, you know, you play a charity game, it doesn't really matter. You know, there's beers after every over sort of thing. And I thought, well, no, this is, I think it was it was the, I was the fourth or the fifth I was playing for. Um, and whatever level, it's still a game and it's still a game of people have turned out for and want to win. Um, so I thought, I can't let anyone down here. And not just anyone, but also myself. I can't let myself down. You know, I, and... I mean, after we yeah, had probably the first ball I sent down, it was probably as wide as Harmison's. But uh, after that, you think, well, actually, no, I can still roughly do this, not to any great level, um, but enough to make it an enjoyable afternoon um, with a great set of lads. And especially in those first two years in uh, against opposition that were at a similar level as well. I think really so. Uh, so yeah, it was a little bit nerve-wracking, probably only for that first match, really. Um, and then 
it's about who you play with. And if your teammates make you welcome, the nerves dissipate quite a bit, really. So you've come back in, but do you find you've made yourself available once? You are now the go-to man of the cricket club. You will get a call for week, midweek, Sundays. But are you, so have you enjoyed it then? That's like what, what after all that, all, after all that time, you've come back and dedicating your whole Saturday yep. to one one cause is quite it's, it's quite a feat to to do that. So you you're really enjoying being back. I I think it was um, I'm I'm a big lover of football and cricket. Uh, and suppose so my winter months were always very much taken up with football um pub and, and all the things that surround it you know um and summer months i always thought well i love watching cricket and i suppose i've just got out of that habit you know, like i say since school days of actually playing it and committing to a day's uh, a day's play um and actually it it was it was it wasn't a decision because once I played that first match, I thought, no, this is a group of lads I want to be about. I want to try and make myself, even in my advancing years, I want to try and improve myself a little bit uh, just to get back to a level that I want to be at, really. So, no, you know, yes, it's, it's, it is a big commitment, you know, sort of 11, 11.30 or whatever through to, you know, the twilight hours. Um, but when you're enjoying it, it doesn't seem like that. And, and and let's face it, I would just be sat at home on the sofa watching a test match or, or whatever's on the box, really. So, you know, uh, I may miss a bit of the test match, but I prefer playing, you know. But so do you now find, you, you seem like you've caught the bug, the cricket bug. Do you find Definitely. yourself almost walking around the house, walking around work and turning your arm over on a Friday going, oh, visualising... I'll give you, for instance, Joe, where I'm sat now is my uh, work. So I've got the usual detritus of, you know, pens, etc. cetera. Um, but never far away is one of those. Um, and, you know, often in a, uh, in a stuck moment at work, I'll be throwing a ball up in the air, dropping it, um, messing about with a scene, doing anything. So, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like I'm doing the same little quirky things that I did when I was 14 and 15 years old um, and let's face it anything that takes you back to those sort of years is not a bad thing really no absolutely really 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 good okay let, 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 let's speak about your experience at Southend Cricket Club so you've had probably last season of looking through your stats you've you've had that is your best season yet back you, you, you were bowling a dream three wickets in a game best like great figures average of 23 odds so, yeah. do, do, so you, are you raring to go for next year now? We've kind of we've had, a, we've, had a rub, we've had a rubbish year of it. We've got a little bit of cricket in, but now I'm kind of looking forward to next year. Yeah, um, I think that was a bang. Yeah, next year. I let's just yeah for all for all reasons, obviously. Let's just hope everything's back to normal. Um, get a full season for a start, um, and also if the if the teams work themselves out, everyone will be playing against a level that is. Uh, equates to their level as well. Um, it was still great this season, though, because although there were friendlies, although there was a little bit of sort of, you know, teams are mixed up all over the place, both with us and opposition, um, I actually thought one of the, the good things that came out of the summer was the team, the, the spirit in the games, which, which I think is phenomenal anyway uh, with opposition, was even better this year. You were playing against teams who were, who were genuinely grateful of 
can you play next week? Can you play next week? Let's see if we can play again with each other. It's been a good game. Um, there was a cup. My memory's as bad as good as my bowling. And uh, but there was there was one team that we played. I think midway during the season. Really nice set of lads. Really close game. Um, I think it was Basildon actually. Yeah, it was Basildon. And um, we had a good game. And I think just at the, at the end we were speaking. Oh, we haven't got a game next week. Nor have they. So let's try and get it on again. And and it was just it was just a really nice way to play cricket. You know, still played hard. Still played fair. Um, but I think that was at a strange season. That was one of the nice things that came out about it. But yeah, next season can't come soon enough. No, and um, as well, so you were saying kind of we're playing mixed ability sides last year. How good was it to play with? So you, you've you come back, you're giving it your best. You, how good is it to play with someone that has been like a first teamer and stuff like that, like to mix? And yeah. actually get to, know, get to know people, I find, is that's that's the best thing. When you come and play your cricket week games, your Sunday games, you actually get to see people around the club that you don't Absolutely. always see. Yeah, no, and especially for me, because I've only been there for three years or so. So obviously there's uh, there's quite a lot of lads who uh, and lasses who, who have been, uh, who are in teams that are higher than myself in the first and the seconds. Um, and and a lot of them have been there longer than me as well. So it's a good time to, to mix up with people, both on the pitch and afterwards as well. Um, so I would say that is, is a massive plus point. Sometimes playing against the ones that are at a different level, as a bowler, can be soul-destroying, really. Uh, there was one team we played, um, and it was, a Sunday, it was the only Sunday game I played, actually, this year, out at... Who are the team that play out at um, Eaton House? Um, <laughs> can't remember. Can't remember. I, just, I, I, I am the player that kind of yeah. tell me where I'm meeting. Where I'm up and I'll be there. But exceptional <laughs> grounds. Um, but their opposition was a level above me, and I think that's where I got my worst uh, um, figures of the season. And yeah, when, when you're when you're not for six over your head, you think, oh, what am I doing here? On, on probably the hottest Sunday of the year as well. But you go home, you, you pretend you ha- you can't, you've forgotten your login to uh, play cricket and, uh, and, you, and you go again next week, really. Yeah, good. That's, that, that is definitely the, the spirit and the way, the way cricket should be played is actually got to remember we are kind of, our ones, our twos are kind of really good size, but we're, yeah. the club is more than just playing like brilliant like kind of hard cricket it's actually being able to go out and enjoy yourself and enjoy the company of your Absolutely. teammates so let, let's yeah. speak about some of your experiences with your teammates you said and this is going to be a question that runs through because every club has a, a bloke <laughs> everyone laughs at and ours is Dave Enderby so <laughs> what is your favourite Dave Enderby story? As I heard Spears you say there's a few even in my short time <laughs> um, I well I, I'll give you I'll give you a thing and a moment um my thing that people may have noticed, if you ever have the misfortune to share a, a, dressing, a dressing room with him, is um, his um, his short his cricket shorts under his whites. I, I've said to him before, they look like the Turin Shroud. I, I don't know what is holding them together. It, it's hope and judgment more than cotton, I think, really. Um, but I think my favourite moment is probably season before last. We were playing. Um, I think there's a fours up at Orsett, I think it may have been. And there was a, uh, should we say, a big lad um, who played for the, the, the other side who was bowling. Um, and uh, him and Dave, 
I forget how. Um, it was some, you know, possible run out that went a bit awry. Ended up with Dave and him hitting mid-wicket. Uh, and, and, and seriously, Joe, the, the noise could have reverberated around Essex. There were, there were small Japanese towns experiencing tsunami, I suspect, after it, really. And, and just the, they were both in pain, but I, I looked around, myself included, uh, and 10 people were just trying to stifle laughs on the, on the shrieks that were coming out of both of them, really. So there was also the time he decided to head the ball, um, instead of, you know, it was it was possibly up there. It may have been, you know, for a batsman. And he can bat, Dave. He could have clipped it away. But I decided to head it for, uh, you know, just trickle down the leg side. So, yeah, there are, there are many. Uh, and then obviously, uh, you know, what goes on in the bar stays in the bar, really. But he's he's it's just a pleasure to be around uh, and a nutter. Well, what 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 normally stays in the bar is Dave Enderby because he's he's always the first one in the last one out. He's <laughs> so, a very uh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's fine. No, that's good. Um, okay, then let's let's go a bit about away from the football ground. You said you you said you're a big football fan. South End, right again? Yeah, from the sins. Yeah, yeah. It's a very much local sport. What what what? How important do you think it is to kind of support? A local team, and like you, you, you're playing for Southend Cricket Club now. You've got Southend Football Club right down the road. And I presume yep. since you, since you're a young lad, you went to see watch them play. Yeah. How, how important do you think it is to have a good thriving local sports scene? I think I think it's tremendously important. Um, I will. I've always obviously been a Southend supporter. Um, I, and I will never hold it against people who support other teams. People support teams for a number of reasons, a myriad of reasons, you know. Uh, and for all, all I'm concerned is people love their game, you know, uh, be it whichever mask they pin their colours to, really. Um, but I do feel blessed. And that's a strange thing to say as a South End United supporter, considering current plight. But um, it's you, we overlook how lucky we are, really. Uh, we're in a town that has its own football club, released in in a league as well which you know I think 92 clubs have that um and yes and it is a strange you know I was never good enough to play for South and United in any shape or form but at least I can say now when I you know that I play for South and Cricket Club in one form or another you know and that's yeah makes me feel good you know um but yeah it, it's I think it's tremendously important for the town um and possibly my own I think my uh, what I never understood from hearing from the chaps who is maybe how the council doesn't doesn't share that enthusiasm for what uh, you know South Church Park especially and and what an amazing ground that is um, and it's and we've got a good club doing good things both for ourselves and for charities etc and I'm never too sure if the council shares that attitude. Um, and, and I think that's been the same with the football club over the years as well. No, you're right. And uh, I know me and, me and Spears, you had this same conversation about how important it is to bring in, because um, you are, you're, you're in one of the great kind of exceptions in, in life that you've come to cricket in later life, where but we're kind of struggling. Well, I'm not saying that we're struggling, but I think cricket in general um, is struggling to get young kids through. And it and is yeah. it's, it's that issue. Um so yeah, that's it's it's one of the great mysteries of why local councils won't support kind of cricket clubs and they, they, they complain about suddenly all other issues and manner of things of kids being on the street, but actually they're not yeah. supporting the local 
cricket yeah. clubs. And we, we're very fortunate we've got kind of great facilities and great places to play, but not everyone does. So yeah, you're right in that in that regard. Yeah. Um, okay, and then, but then as of Southend Football Club, where, where what is what is happening at the moment? What is what is going on? Let's have a football conversation. Uh, I'm. Uh... I have my, I, I've always, I'm not a great conspiracy theorist, but I've, I have this theory that the chair and, um, and I, my guess, I hope I'm wrong. I sincerely hope I'm wrong is that he's a property developer by, and the whole Fawcett's farm development is wrapped up with an enormous patch of land which would him and his partners the biggest landlord in Essex effectively and I think maybe 10 years ago when we were having the good times the promotions the, the Man United nights etc etc I suspect he thought I can do one alongside the other I can have a great football club a new stadium and make myself very rich on the back of a development for housing everyone happy um as the years have gone by i think he's maybe taken the investment out of the club uh, made some poor decisions management wise um which has a knock-on effect of having to try and do emergency signings of maybe overpaid players um and it's all come now to a, a sort of perfect storm my fear is that the, the council actually may go we still want the housing. People still need housing in this town. And whether I like football or not, housing is more important. Um, and they may say yes to the planning permission to the housing, but do we really need a, a stadium for 15,000 or seater if you're non-league team? And I, I'm not, I, I fear what may come out of that decision really, uh, because we don't have Roots Hall. We don't own it. We have, we're a very strange football club. We have virtually no assets apart from the players. So I don't know. Uh, at the same time, from problem to problem for however many years, 40 odd years now, and somehow they always get through things. So my blind faith and optimism is hoping things will, uh, will get better. Um, the one thing we do have is a great academy, you know, a great youngsters, fantastic youngsters, um, you know, we, we sold a keeper to Man United last season who, who never played a game for South End. You know, um, uh, that that's the future, and so if we can keep them, uh, and indeed that falls back to what you were saying about the youngsters coming into the cricket club. I mean, I've been it's been a, it's been a pleasure uh, playing with, especially in the thirds and the fourths, with a lot of the younger lads, um, especially the bowlers. We've got a lot of young good bowlers in the side. Um, and well, they're teaching me things, you know, despite the fact I'm X number of years older. Uh, but they, they play in the right spirit, they got they got a smile on their face as well. Um, we all have bad days bowling, uh, and we all sort of pep each other up. And it's and it's and it's that mix of age groups that I actually think works really well because uh, it keeps you young as well when, when you're knocking about with lads that are a little bit younger than yourself. No, that's that's right. And cricket is probably the only sport that I know where the mixture of ages actually works. And yeah, across across the club, there's a load of older guys, old, be much older than you as well. But yeah. the cricket, you never you never lose your ability to put the ball on a spot or hit exactly. the ball. Like yeah. yeah, you might not be able to run, but you're yeah. always going to be able to catch, take that one in the slips. You're never going to lose that natural instinct to grabbing the ball out the air. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great that actually cricket is one of those sports we mix through. But yeah. okay, keep, keeping away from cricket and hopefully away from the doom and the gloom of Southend's current season. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what is your favourite ever sporting moment? Ooh, wow. Ooh. That is a, that's a good one, Joe. Um, from watching, presumably, or... or let's, let's go with the one you've witnessed first. You've been so there. Talk about my uh, my three for one earlier in the season, but we'll put that. Well, aside. That, 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 <laughs> no, I think the one I've witnessed, the one I've witnessed, I think would be. I'll give you one from each sport, from football and cricket. Yeah, yeah okay, I'll give you that. Um, I think for football, it would be. I would be the night we beat Man United in the cup. Yeah, it, it, you know, it was only a fifth round of the cup or fourth round or whatever it was. Um, you know, and we didn't go on to win the cup or anything like that. But I think it just, it, it interesting encapsulated cup football, really. And it will only happen once, if ever, again. Um, and I think because, you know, like them all over them, uh, uh, and I've got friends who are Man United supporters, but they do encapsulate a certain type of football you know or a certain aura and so uh, it, it was just you know it was just brilliant uh, and it was won by one you know the best player in the last 10 years freddie eastwards and a uh, a goal that would been easily be goal this season anyway so live that would be the one i think in did football you know, did you go to the um i presume you're a season ticket holder yeah yeah so but i, I think non-season ticket holders because um had to go and Go to a midweek game against Hull to qualify. Yeah. I remember I, I I went along to that once on then get in the queue and watch yeah. to go and watch Manchester United, Southend or Southend Manchester United. Yeah. And I remember that I can't I can't remember the score for the life of me. Yeah. But I remember it being a really it could have been nil nil for all I remember. Yeah. yeah that would that would be a, be a fair bet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you got you've got the magic of that, and then. How about going to watch cricket? Did you get, did you did you get over to watch Essex much as a kid, or did you go to watch Test yeah, matches? There's, yeah, there's two there's two moments that stick out for me, and I think uh, one from way back in my childhood. And again, this is this sort of brings me full speed. I used to go down to the matches at South Church Park as a kid with my dad. No longer with him. Love that. Many go on the Sunday games, the John Payer League to be I suppose it was it was in that sort of just pre-teens 11 12 13 when you are any form of sport is just blowing your mind really um and I could go down there and you are yards away from who my hero is at a time in a cricketing sense both for Essex and the opposition um and and it was never a struggle. My dad always seemed to get tickets everyone always seemed to get in there I suspect there was very little uh yeah, there, was, there were certain holes in the fence going on there, weren't there? Um, so he would he would disappear, and uh, there, I think he was working with the civil service at the time in South End, and then they had a tent down there. So he'd go off and have a beer with his friends over there, leave me for a few minutes, and you could walk on the pitch and have a knock on the pitch and stuff. Um, so it would be those, those sort of memories as a kid. Uh, with there, uh, and I was watching the likes. And my favourite bowler at the time was uh, was John Lever for Essex. Uh, he was he was cracking. Uh, and you know, he, even if he spoke to you on the boundary, 
but he'd sign autographs, do anything. Um, so that was in the past. And then many, many a year later, I've been to a couple, I've been to a few test matches, but never managed to get a ticket for an Ashes test. And it was, must be the year before last, we played them over here. And yep. I got a ticket for the Sunday. Um, it was a gamble taking the Sunday wrong, it was a fourth day, and you never know these days. Um, and it was the Sunday at the Oval. Um, and the Oval's, I mean, I know Lords is Lords, but the Oval is is a fantastic ground to watch. No, it's, no, it's, London, it's, London's, it's London's party ground. It's the edge basket of the, the cell. Yeah, yeah, and I, I went there. I just got a ticket. I didn't uh, on my Todd. No one else. I just, it was just a. How can I get in there? And it was a glorious sunny day. Um, and I remember just remember my dad sort of saying, "I oh, one day we'll go to the Ashes." Now he couldn't make that, obviously. Um, but I just thought, yeah, well, I achieved it. Uh, you know, and I sort of looked up and thought, yeah. And and then it was then about nineteen wickets fell in a day. You know, <laughs> it was it was superb. So there wasn't really one moment test match but it was just the whole test match was just a, a sort of a tick in my life box if you like no there's there, there is nothing quite like a test match you well it, it's kind of unrivaled in a sporting sense that you you go away from your missus for five days and then come back and she goes how was the game love and you go yeah it was a draw <laughs> yeah um but yeah no the, the, the kind of the pomp and the pageantry and it's just it's a special being at a test match isn't it it's different yeah and, and i remember thinking before i wonder if i'm going to obviously i've been to uh lots of essex matches typically one day matches in the past but then you get sort of you get used to television coverage over the years and, you know, minute angles, superb coverage there. And especially as a bowler where you're trying to look at what they're doing, what the pitch is doing, et cetera, et cetera. I remember thinking, well, I know I'm going, I know I'm excited, but will I, will I get as much out of it, if you like, enjoyment-wise as I do on a television? I think what, you've, I, think what I realised within 10 minutes is that don't look at it as a, as a comparison. It's just a completely different experience. Uh, and every, although you can't see, you know, how he's holding a seam or whatever, everything else makes up the tree of the day. Um, stranger next to you in the crowd for, let's face it, the best part of um, progressively getting drunker, you know, is, is a marvellous British thing. <laughs> no, that's right. I, I, I went over to, um, to Lords for a not in the last series, the series before that. And I um, ended up going and I bought a ticket off a tout. And yeah. I managed to get a day ticket for 20 quid or 30 quid, I can't remember. But I turned up, I was looking for my, my seat and I was like, oh, I'm getting really close to the Australian tour section. Walk up the steps, there's me. So everyone's got their yellow caps on. And yeah, the yellow cap lads, yeah, yeah. I, I, am, I was stuck and I bought a, a bloke that had taken his missus, brought his missus over for the whole tour. And she wants to go out shopping in London for the day. She didn't want to watch another day of cricket. Yeah. And I had ended up buying her ticket off a towel and I ended up sat sitting next to a load of Australians <laughs> all day, which you'd think would be a nightmare. But actually, really, really bloody good days fun. And they, they enjoyed themselves. I got yeah. the piss ripped out of me all day, but you kind of accept that. And it's, I think well, I found myself today, actually, just that the, the ECB released the, um, you don't have to put your card details in yet, but I think the first, um, you know, reservations for tickets versus India, um, dropped in my inbox today, so I've uh, been all over that. I'm supposed to be working, but you know, uh, a little bit of a day off to get your, get your game their tickets for the cricket. No, no complaints about that. Okay, and then to kind of move this on a bit. 
have you got have you got a claim to fame? What 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 if you were to if you were to kind of sell yourself down the club? You, we're five points in after a game, and someone's going, "Oh, what story have you got for us?" What would you tell us? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've got to be, um, yeah, there, there's a few, but probably not best for, for this. Um, <laughs> yes, PG audience, remember? Yeah, I think so. Um, come back to me on that one. Come back okay. to me on that one, John. One, 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 one thing that I do like, and Wayne Spearsy said the same thing, the importance of having a local cricket festival. So we've lost the Essex come to South Church Park, but they used to play yeah. Garrett Park. Yeah. I, I kind of think this is something that South End and all the South End clubs and all the local clubs should kind of throw their weight behind. Absolutely. And at trying to convince Essex, even if it's for one a one 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 day game, come back to yeah the local come back and play in the local community because I know they play up in Colchester now, but it's not the same, is it? No, I, I, I think it's I, it's massively important. Like, like I said, it's how I got to watch, how I got to watch cricket live uh, as a kid, and and whether I mean, I've been watching, you know, on the television because I just like cricket. But there must be a few lads and girls who are growing up, at, especially that sort of eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve sort of time, when you've got a lot of sports are fighting for your attention, if you like, and and certainly your participation, and. If you can't go and live, breathe, touch, see, live, it's detriment. Uh, and, and I've never quite understood Essex's uh, decision on it. Or I know there was issues with the pitch and stuff in years. Happened for one season, presumably with an ex, a groundsman who may not even be with us anymore. So, yeah, I, I think as if you look at the teams across the borough even, or, or even wider, just across South East Essex. Um, you could have a, a hell of a lot of, hopefully, influence goes into, um, what would it be, the ECCB, I suppose, uh, and just say, look, Essex, and Essex is a, um, it's a massive county in terms of, of a landmass. It, it, it's very big from top to bottom and from left to right. Um, and just having literally everything focused in, in Chelmsford, which is not always the easiest place for people to get to, you know, we're served by two train lines. Um, Chelmsford isn't, I, I, at least for one one day game. You know, even if they can't have the whole festival week again, I, I'm sure that um, our grounds, Garens, or one of the others in the, in you know, that we know of in in the borough could could host this thing. Uh, and, and and it goes back to yes, of course we'd turn up there. But if you, if you can do, if you encourage the kids to go, that's when you get them. And that's when you're getting Essex supporters for life as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, I, I, I personally think it's a massive mystery because I, well, as I said last time, I made my kind of best cricketing memories are over at kind of the festival, but now we've, we've lost that. Um, okay. And now what about your sporting heroes? So we, we mentioned lever bowling, but you're a big football fan. Have you got, We've kind of we've lost Diego Maradona this week. One of one of life's yeah. great players and characters. Yeah. Um, who, yeah. who, who, who are the who are the stars that you look back to and have wanted uh, to emulate? Yeah, I think um, on the cricket side of things, I mentioned Lever. 
on and but on the early Essex days, um, I can't I can't bat as uh, eleven of my teammates will will testify to. Um, but I always liked um, it was in that sort of halcyon Essex side of, of the early eighties, if you like. Um, and it wasn't actually Gooch; it was his batting partner for quite a few years, Ken McEwen, um, who I was thought was 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 a cracking batsman. Figures, amazing figures. Um, it helps obviously as a kid when they're winning everything, you know, in sight. Um, so I think Lever and McEwen on the Essex side, uh, England at the time. Well, uh, and still to this day. It, I think you'd be hard pushed to find a man who just encapsulated life like he did and, and grabbed it by the short and curlies. Um, again, on the cricketer. But there was another, I was thinking about this earlier, and actually, there was a chap who I, you never hear referenced anymore, played for England lots of times, played for Nottinghamshire, I think it was. Um, Derek Randall, always seemed like, like a nutter to me, always seemed like the bloke that you would want to have a beer with in the pavilion afterwards, Kubat was a quite a, um, a quite cracking fielder, from what I remember as well. Very known for like runouts, etc., being sharp in the field, but also being you know, sandwich short of a picnic, really. Um, so I always quite liked him. Um, and then, but there was the crazy thing as well. If you ask me, you know, who would you like? You know, which footballing foreign teams did you admire no just england 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 but with cricket i used to look at joel richards in awe i mean obviously doing for two different things again i found myself watching that uh fire in babylon documentary the other night um and it just reminded me that it almost at one point i think when i was 13 years old my parents were worrying about me because I, I think i almost wanted to be west indian at one point really so they just they just seemed it, it was amazing what they were doing and i was old enough then to appreciate what they were doing as well and you know and the social uh influences they were having as well but yeah the, the sheer size of joel garner um, was was incredible, and the way he's to still, still just put it on the spot every time, and Viv Richards just with that sort of swagger really uh, that made everything look just so easy. So they were they were my cricketing heroes, if you like. Football wise, well, with Southend, it's a it's a lean fair really, um, but I suppose Bobby Moore and George Best. I still think I only got the saw George see George Best on his in his latter years, obviously. Um, but at least I did see him. Um, I saw him play at South End once for Bournemouth. Um, he could hardly run, and he was making passes that other players couldn't see. You know, so what looked like a bad pass was actually because the other players for Bournemouth didn't know where to run to. He he was. Uh, I think he yeah, and of course yeah, you read the books and. Or his tales, and yeah, what lad wouldn't they like to live a life like that, really? Exactly, no, and that's a, it's a massive point. I think it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. Of you never, you never really lose your actual your, your core skills when it comes to football. When it comes to cricket, and it's, yeah. I think it's a brilliant thing about cricket is everyone can get involved. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. Look forward to playing with you next year because I'm sure Enderby will be claiming us both. 
um, and I've kind of signed away my life to him anyway. So yeah. Now, and, and also just before we go, I, I made a little note here, uh, and this is just my sort of uh, again, you don't get as blokes, you don't often get to say this sort of to them. No, go on, just, please. I'll just say a few because when I first joined, there were a few people, and I mentioned Dave, who who just uh, made me very very welcome. Um, Russ Ward, uh, uh, Dean Johnson. Uh, Dino, uh, and immediately, you know, you didn't feel like a stranger walking into 10 other people really there. So I, I very much so. And then I met Graham Butler, who I knew for from, you know, from football as well. So suddenly I found all these people that I, I never thought I knew associated with cricket. So, uh, no, it's it's a big thanks to them that I, I love the place so much, really. No, brilliant. That is absolutely true. I don't, I, I don't think there are... Well, we would say this. There aren't many clubs like Southend, Echo Monarchs and Trojans Cricket Club, Yeah, um, to, to name all of them. But uh, no, we, we really are a good bunch, a unique bunch. And no, thank you for coming along and, here for and see you next season. Lovely. Cheers. Nice one. Oh,